It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon says he'll prepare his Celtic team to cope without fans. Rangers keeper Robbie McCrory heads back to Livingston on loan as Matt Polster heads back to the MLS. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio tonight, humming along to the theme tune there, was Gordon Dale. Good evening, Alison. Lovely to be here and uh, looking forward, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes right. Three weeks on Saturday, the countdown's on. Teams are trying to get friendlies in but find it very, very hard. Uh, they've got to get used to playing uh, without any fans there, but at least we'll be playing football. And, um, you know, fans are looking at the club to see the comings and goings, and it's getting very interesting indeed. You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025. Gordon, as you say, clubs desperately trying to arrange friendlies. I know most of the Premiership clubs have friendlies arranged for this weekend, mm-hmm. just waiting for the green light for them to go ahead. Obviously, the announcement today, heading into phase three, things are being relaxed a little bit, but they're still waiting to be told, yes, absolutely, you can play these pre-season friendlies. Yeah, there'll be fingers crossed because it is very important, Alison, especially with the... Uh, the season starting in three weeks. Um, you know, you need to get some game time. Mm-hmm. Get used to playing in empty stadiums, uh, hearing the noise. Um, you know, as everything's getting prepared for August the 1st and for Rangers, obviously up at Aberdeen, Celtic, uh, August the 2nd at home to Hamilton. And the rest of the teams that are playing, Motherwell end August the 3rd up at Ross County. Long trip for me. I won't be home until <laughs> early hours of morning on Tuesday, but looking forward to just football, watching football, that's what it's all about. And I'm sure that once we can get back to normal and get the fans in, because we've got a great season ahead. These clubs need pre-season friendlies, but most of them are going to be against clubs that they're going to be playing competitively in just a few weeks' time. Yeah, but you don't take... I've been in that position before as a manager. You don't take anything out of that, Alison. Yeah. The good thing is you get players out there, you're up against good opposition, you're getting good fitness, you're getting used to... Uh, you know, playing football again because it's months since these guys have actually played 11 v 11. You use a lot of substitutions. It's just about preparing. Every focus is on three weeks' time. Well, Neil Lennon says a major part of preparing his Celtic team for a potentially history-making season is making sure they can cope without fans. They're training at Loughborough University this week ahead of a trip to France and he's been speaking to Celtic TV about their preparations. Well, we're trying to ramp it up now, you know, because, as you know, we're coming into games, you know, pretty soon. I haven't played a competitive game for almost, well, it's over four months now. So it's important we try and get some match rhythm and sort of, you know, competitive edge into the training to take that into the games for next week. The other side of it is getting used to playing behind closed doors. Players have to adapt to that environment. You know, it'll be totally different from what they've been used to, obviously. And and the more we can practice at that, you know, the better they'll adapt to it. It's a tough one because how do you prepare a team to play with no fans? You don't. Um, you just keep playing games. Uh, I noticed when the English Premiership started back that the pace of the game was completely different, Alison, because atmosphere does make, you know, the pace of a football game a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it was sort of after two or three games that the English play, English Premier League players started getting used to the fact it was in empty stadiums. And I thought some of the games were very good then. I thought the pace got quicker. And I think it'll be the same up here. 
uh, as much as Neil Lennon's talking, and sure every manager's the same, try to prepare their players for saying, look, there's not going to be an atmosphere, but we've got to play at a certain pace. It's got to be very difficult for these players. But after, I think it'll take two or three games. And after that, I think then obviously everything will fit into place. Might take two or three games. And I think a lot of clubs are hoping that it might only be a few weeks until even a few fans can get into the grounds. Yeah, and I'm sure fans are as well. But you've got to say that, and I've said it uh, for the last three or four weeks, the response from football supporters have been incredible, Alison. You look at Celtic uh, today, 50,000. You look at Rangers amount of season tickets. You look at Motherwell, St Mern, Kamara. Fans out there in desperate times financially yeah. are putting their hands in their pockets and they're supporting their clubs. And I hope that they can be rewarded as soon as possible when it's safe for everyone to get back into the ground and support their team. As you say, Celtic has sold 50,000 season tickets by their deadline. There's, I think there's 17,000 on the waiting, waiting list. list. But uh, all clubs, Motherwell, tweeting a, a few days ago about the response that they've had to season tickets and when people maybe thought that season tickets might drop a little bit in the current situation, it seems that, that actually no fans are committing. They've rallied round. Uh, they've rallied round and showed that they are true supporters. They don't know what they're going to get for the season ticket. And you remember, especially if it's the, the top two, like Celtic Rangers, uh, the amount of money it does cost for a season ticket... And money is very, very tight just now for a lot of people, but they're still prepared to put their hand in their pocket, support their club, put put their money out there. They don't know what they're getting back for it, but they're prepared to do it. And it, it shows you how football is all about the supporters. 01419511025 is the number you need. And James and Mary Hill's on the line. Hello, James. Hi, good evening. How are you doing, guys? Good, thank you. Hi, James. Right, what I would like to ask what your opinion is on Dundee United now are asking every club, a member club, to pay the money towards their legal bills for this the thing with the, the against Hearts and Party So I think it's diabolical as for myself that they're actually doing that. I was just wondering what you thought about it. Well, it's just not Dundee United. I think Party Thistle are involved. I think Wraith uh, Rovers, who are financial mill club, they're really, really struggling. Um, Cove are the same. They've shelled out a lot of money. A lot of money that they shouldn't have shelled out because they've done nothing wrong here. They've, they've no. you know, done the United... Party Thistle done nothing, Mike. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, they're but, always... Dundee, but, but Dundee United are asking clubs to put money towards their case. No Party Thistle side yet. They're wanting the money for their side but, yet. But Hearts and Party Thistle chose to take legal action against the SPFL, which then means that that would in turn, if they get their wish in this legal action that Dundee United Wraith Rovers and Cove wouldn't be promoted so these three clubs haven't chosen to be involved in this legal action they've been brought into it because they were the teams that won their league so actually they they're asking for money to yeah, help my, them my fund something that they really didn't want to play a part in my apologies I put Partick Thistle in there I was wrong it's oh, obviously I, Dundee United no, no like you Gordon I know listen we all make mistakes especially on a Thursday come on <laughs> um, Dundee United obviously Cove and, and Wraith Rovers and you're right Alison th these clubs shouldn't have to be uh, forking out a lot of money to fight mm. a legal they're case they're saying up to 150,000 each yeah instead of celebrating uh, promotion they're worrying financially about you know the decisions that have been made so I can understand why uh, it's up to the other clubs to decide if they're prepared 
to help um, And I don't know the answer to that Because as I say Clubs are very selfish nowadays But clubs are in a difficult financial position pers- themselves yeah. Personally person myself I hope the clubs don't help them To be quite honest with you Why? Why is that? I, I just don't think it's still them because they can't afford it. They shouldn't be taking it that going that far. But they, we're talking about the three clubs that didn't want to be involved in the legal action. Do you think they should be helped out? It doesn't matter. They can't afford it. They shouldn't be doing it. But they're not. That's my, they're, they, that's my but, but they have no choice. They said they they thought about withdrawing from the legal action, but actually, if they don't, then there's nobody to fight their case. And these three clubs have been brought into it simply because they won their leagues. But what about Party Thistle? They, they, they were one, one point But Hearts won is it a rele- Hearts were going to get relegated anyway But Partick Thistle could have quite easily Stayed up quite they, easily. Their, their legal action is being funded by a, An anonymous backer Yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got money to go through the, the progress But you're talking there You don't know You're saying that Hearts would have get relegated anyway that, I, well, I think so Well, well it's only an opinion um, I, I don't know if they would have I surely feel uh, sorry for Partick Thistle I've yeah. said it from day one When you've got a game in hand And it was an opportunity that could have saved you Then I think that Partick Thistle are very hard done by But I do feel for clubs like As I said, Dundee United, Wraith Rovers, Cove They should be celebrating They should be looking forward to next season They should be looking forward to another division They deserve to be there after the vote um, but I look at my old club Wraith Rovers They are really under pressure with money So they're asking for help And as you said Alison Everyone nowadays in football looks after herself Financially it is very difficult Every for club clubs Every club suffered during this as well So clubs don't, as James says Clubs don't really have that extra money at the moment Clubs have, clubs have no money the Clubs are really, really struggling mm-hmm. to stay afloat Alison And only for a fact And we mentioned at the top of the show there there's a lot of supporters out there really backing their football clubs by buying season tickets that they don't even know what they're going to get back for it just to help their football clubs. So, but I can see the I can see the argument with Dundee United and Wraith and Cove mm. asking for a little bit of help because they've been dragged into something that in normal circumstances would never have happened. They wouldn't have had to get through a legal uh, case and pay this money. And you said they're now reporting it could be up to one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. That cripples football teams. I saw two Dundee United fans have launched a GoFundMe, which the club have endorsed. They're walking from Tynecastle to Tannadice. Yeah, I won't they, be taking part of that. They set a goal of a thousand pounds. Now mm-hmm. this was a day ago, and I've just checked, and it's currently sitting at eighteen thousand nine hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, everybody's trying to do their their bit. Um, unfortunately, we're in a situation with Hearts and Partick Thistle. Uh, as I keep saying, we cannot. Clearly saying, I know a lot of people will argue, oh, they only won four games, they've been rubbish. And yes, I totally agree with that. I'm not going to disagree with Mm -hmm. it because I watched them. But they were coming into the split. You look at Ross County were dropping like a stone. They were going to play the bottom six teams, Alison, the bottom five teams. So they had an opportunity we couldn't say. Um, But the one I really do feel for is Partick Thistle. I've always said that. I think they're the one that's been really punished more than any other club. Thank you to James and Mary Hill. I've got Ian and Drumchapel on the line now. Hello, Ian. Hello, Alison. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, yeah good, thank you. Good. Thanks for taking me on tonight. Of course. Uh, hello, Gordon. How are you? I'm great, Ian. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, good, good, thanks. Uh, it's just a couple of points. I'm a Patrick Thistle fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, been going 
going to Fir Hill for it was two and a half. So I've seen a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, we've been through the kind of wrongdoings of uh, the league in uh, previous seasons. But I just find it astounding now that Dundee United, uh, Wraith, uh, etc. are crying that there's no sporting integrity involved in what's going on with the arbitration process, primarily because Dundee United Wraith voted against the, the reconstruction plans, despite the likes of Anne Budge saying that uh, she was clearing what was going to happen if, uh, if there was no progression in relation to Hearts. Now, I, I agree with the previous caller. I think that Hearts are a totally different entity to Partick Thistle, I'm glad we've got a benefactor that's uh, funding uh, us going through this process. I hope that the sporting integrity uh, does prevail, but I really can't see it because I genuinely feel as if the SPFL uh, and as, as Gordon and yourself, Alison, have said previously, everybody's mm-hmm. out for themselves. But I think we, we uh, without a shadow of a doubt, have been completely kippered up, so to speak, in relation to what's happened to us. People at Dundee United, etc., talking about the money that it's costing them. It's going to cost my club jobs, full-time employment, etc., for the sake of one point when we had a decent run in a cup. And I think it's totally astounding that the SPFL, uh, this this body with great integrity, is deciding to do that to to my club when you look at some of the rules for the the SPA, uh, the Scottish Football Association. I, t- I totally agree with you on your point about your own team party Thistle. I do feel sorry for them. Uh, now, people can say they had a game in hand. Whether they won that game in hand or not, nobody will know. Mm-hmm. Because they're still being in the position of bottom and it'll be the same situation as Hearts. Well, they're bottom, they deserve to be relegated. But I think that at least they should have had the opportunity to play the same amount of games which could have saved them. And what you're saying right about the cup run, so it's no fault of their own. So I do feel very sorry for Partick Thistle, job losses, they're a full-time club, they're a big club, they're a decent club. Um, But I don't see the argument with Dundee United and teams like that, especially Dundee United, because they deserve to be in the Premier League. They were absolutely They brilliant. dominated the championship they, they last season. They were really the so far ahead. Yeah, and they were going to get promotion anyway. So they deserve to be in there. Whether Hearts are still there or not, it doesn't matter. Dundee United deserve to be where they are because they earned the right to be there. Unfortunately, alongside Wraith and Cove, they've been put in a legal battle mm-hmm. that they probably can't afford to, to, to do. So they're asking for help. So it's just, you know... You can it's feel, a mess. It yeah, is a complete mess. And, and I'm sure Hearts fans will be saying, and uh, like I said there earlier, Alison, I don't know if Hearts could have got out the mess they were in. They certainly had the players. Whether they had the, uh, you know, the the courage or the desire that a manager was right. Obviously, he's away now. He's been replaced. I don't really know, and none of us will ever know the the answer to that. But on the uh, the caller's point, I do. I'm with him with Partick Thistle. Thanks, thanks, Scott. Yeah, 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 Alison, yeah. yeah I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, with what both of you have said. Mm-hmm. It just disappoints me that, that everybody, everybody, despite it being a Scottish professional football uh, league, uh, despite that, uh, everybody seems to be out for themselves and not caring about what's happened, particularly at my own club. Ian, uh, Ian and I I, do, sorry for interrupting, but what I will say to yeah, you, right? 
and 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 please, and I totally understand this. See if Partick Thistle were sitting somewhere else in the league or, or wasn't involved, they'd be looking after themselves as well. So, yeah, so you can't 100%. blame the other clubs for for self interest. You can't do that. No, I agree hundred uh, percent. But what I don't understand is that these clubs, in a roundabout way, with the wee and budgets about our business, they, they must have known what was going to happen and the likely implications for for maybe financial uh, loss and, and recompense for for clubs uh, as a result of this arbitration process. So I think uh, it's, they're, they're basically, in my opinion, crying wolf because uh, they weren't prepared to stand up and help my club in particular when everyone and their granny knows that what's happening to my club is wrong. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a hard one to take, uh, but I'll, I'll keep going back to it. You did have a game in hand. Um, nobody can say that you you would have won that mm-hmm. game in hand, but at least you should have been given the opportunity. Unfortunately, that's been taken away from you. Unfortunately for Partick Thistle, it does unless something happens that you will be rele- relegated. And we've had we've had Partick Thistle fans on this program saying, right, okay, we understand it. It's very difficult to yep. accept, but we will be back and we will fight our way through it. And they've they've taken on the challenge. And it is hard times. It's difficult times, and hopefully we'll never go through this again. Um, and I feel sorry for all clubs because, you know, you look at Hearts. Hearts are one of our biggest clubs. Would I like Hearts to stay in the league? Of course I would. But people will say if we get if there's champions, then there's relegation. The vote was out there for reconstruction. It didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Clubs didn't want it. People have to suffer. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dell here with me, Alison Conroy, 3 till 7 o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You're in a very musical mood tonight. It's a catchy tune, I quite like that. You just noticed. Yeah, when I'm in the car. Do you think it's got a yeah, bit of because I'm usually last to put my cans on and I don't worry about the music, I don't listen to music, but it's a, it's a catchy one. Could go to number one, this. Excellent. 01419511025 is the number you need and Duncan and Skelmerley's given us a call. Hello, Duncan. Hi there. Hello. Just to, to uh, get back to what Gordon said there about teams having to suffer. No team had to suffer. What they could have done is called the season null and void. No winners, no losers, and all the prize money gets split evenly amongst every single club, and then everybody would have been with a benefit out of Not just the the top clubs. So that would have been a simple solution. Uh, but no, they had to make things complicated. Well, I don't think I don't think they could have called the the season non void because I don't think the prize money could have been given out. Then you've got your commitments to you know your sponsorship and everything like that. Club, you've got to understand clubs. Clubs voted for this. It was the clubs that voted mm. to end the season. A lot of people look at it now and they look down in England and then they think, oh, Scottish football could have you know copied what Eng-. they couldn't because we didn't have the money for all the testing and everything that that the English. Uh, you know, are doing to get their Premier League finished. So it was voted on, and uh, you've got yeah, to but, s- yeah, Gordon. We, we know we, we know it was voted on, but there was a bit of dubiety about the vote. So that has never been clarified. 
So and they, they, they go all about they, they keep going on about uh, special circumstances, special circumstances. So prize money could have been handed out evenly. Special circumstances. Well, well, it was never going to be called null and void. Absolutely no chance because yeah, we know why. No, well, well I, I do agree that the voting wasn't the best I've ever witnessed in my life, and there was a lot of questions being asked. Um, now, as far as yeah, they've never been answered. Well, well, I've not got the answers. That's the problem. I don't have the answers. Exactly. To... So you've never heard an answer. The public have never heard an answer. The supporters have never heard the answers. But when you think when you think about it, at the end of the day. The club still voted what was the right way to go. Now, you've got to accept that now because it's in the past. You can't do another about it. We can't turn the clock back. And clubs have suffered because the Hearts supporters think that they've suffered. No, but you said they had to suffer. Well, they didn't have to suffer. Well, I, th- I, I don't know if I said they had to suffer. I think I said they Is have it, suffered. Yeah, you did say they had to suffer. Right. Yeah, well, you play it back, you'll hear that. Right, oh, I never listen to it, so I'm not going to play it back. Um, well, <laughs> then I keep I keep saying we can't do anything Get on the podcast. Yeah, we can't do anything about this. And to say suggest that Null and Void split the prize money that was never on the table. Yeah. That was because never. Null and Void was never on the table. Null and Void was never on the table. Yeah, it was never on the table. It was never put on the table. Exactly. That, that was so. How many clubs do you think would have gone for Null and Void? None. None, absolutely none. Well, because I don't know, I don't you, know cannot, so much. you cannot I don't hand know out so the prize money. You've got sponsorships and everything. Exactly. You've got if you do it null and void, where, do you, where does your prize money come from, Duncan? How do you decide who gets what? That's what I'm doing. They, they negotiate where the prize money goes. They can negotiate it out. And do it, you think with, that then nobody with, would have suffered in that either? No. No, because the prize money went to all the rich clubs. Have you have you have you spread this, the prize money out evenly amongst every single club? All the clubs are, would, would have got something. So you, as a Rangers fan, would you have been happy to get far less money when you've got a far higher wage bill? So then, of in course. turn, your club would then, but then your club would have lost more. your club would have lost more money. So your club might actually financially struggle more because of that. So therefore, then clubs are still suffering. But that's that's the bridge that you cross when you come here. But there's there's teams that are going to never they're never going to recover for this because they don't have any money. Scottish football should be helping these clubs out, and that would have been one way to help them out. Yeah, Duncan, it's a Thursday night. Let's be honest, right? Don't let's just have a wee honest chat. Are you not <laughs> are you not just saying this because you want null and void so that? Celtic don't have the title next to them of nine in a row. Come on. Come on, look no, yourself in the mirror. I'm concerned they've not got the title anyway. In but, my head, but, they don't have the title anyway. Yeah, but, but the title's not in your head. The title's at Celtic Park. So, but that's what I'm saying. So as your, as your, as arguments, concerned, your argument's not based on... Your argument, Duncan, let's... Uh, I keep saying it's a Thursday. Let's be honest, we're friends. Your argument's not based on helping other clubs. Your argument's basically based, really... To say I would want the season null and void so that Celtic have not got the title. No, right, yes, Duncan. Flip it. If, if Rangers had been top of the league, yeah. if Rangers had been at the top of the oh, league, here we go, Duncan. Would you yep. also say that the season should have been declared null and void if this was Rangers' chance yeah. to stop Celtic yeah. winning nine in a row and you're sitting top of the league? Yeah. You would have been absolutely happy for a null and void season. Because one way, or, one way or another, one way or another. 
that the season would have been voided, it wouldn't have counted one way or another. So it wouldn't have mattered whether we were, we'd won the league or, or, or lost the league. It would have been null and void, so, so it, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Well, it was never going to be null and void, and obviously the prize money was handed out. Rangers finished second, they got theirs, and all the way down, uh, my team Motherwell got third. Delighted with that. We have to look forward now. As much as we can argue about the past and was mistakes made, of course they were. Uh, it was an absolute shambles with the voting and everything. But we're through that bad patch. We'll see what happens with Hearts and Partick Thistle. And instead of looking back at all this, we've got to look at forward to the 1st of August and look forward to a terrific season and try and hopefully cross our fingers and get supporters in back to football safely as quick as possible. Thank you to Duncan for his call. We've got Nathan in Cumbernauld. Hello, Nathan. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Is all right? Hi, Nathan. Yeah, so I just want to kind of make a wee point about uh, all the stuff we're talking about now. I'm, I'm in my work now, so I need to be rapid. But um, Would you work as? I kind of think the uh, only driver for Domino's now. Oh, my God, I was a DJ in that, so... There'll be people waiting for the uh, I was a DJ in that. I know, I'm sitting outside somebody's house to know they're probably... <laughs> <laughs> pizza, pizza. Um, if you're waiting for a pizza, know, I'm sorry, I, right, not, Nathan, go for it. I know, I'm, I'm just sitting having a couple of bits of the news, it's nice. No, um, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Dundee United, in my, in my eyes, and I'm a Thistle fan, right, so obviously, probably a lot of Thistle fans are going to hate me for saying this, I think Dundee United, Cove... And Rafe, they deserve the right to ask kind of clubs to help them mm-hmm. out. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we were we were we were doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? When the voting, when this voting process all came about, we were asking other clubs to to vote in respect of what we wanted. Do you know what I mean? Which and which was obviously the right thing to do. And I think obviously there's both sides. Of, there's both there's two sides to the coins of what kind of how folk are taking this. Do you know what I mean? So obviously folk are looking at it thinking, well. They shouldn't begin doing the, the whole legal process that they can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. But neither, I mean, neither could we. we. We came out and said we didn't want it until somebody came in and said, right, well, we'll pay for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I kind of just feel like the whole the way this whole situation has just been left to go all over the place with the SFA and the SPFL, I mean, you've got clubs and fans and all that, like pure gone each other's throats. I think it's it's really detrimental with Scottish football, and I just want to see what you think. You think is on yeah, that? Like that pizza, the customers getting it's an absolute mess. Um, you've got to, you've got you've got to say it really it really is. And I keep saying I've said it for day one. I do feel for Party Thistle, but if you look at Dundee United and Cove and Wraith, have done no wrong. Uh, they were a top of the league, uh, especially Dundee United. They were they they have been absolutely mm. sensational. Unfortunately for Partick Thistle, they've been caught up in this and Hearts feel aggrieved as well because they thought, well, there's still enough games. But if they're going to vote to call the league, and as Duncan's tried to say null and void, it was never going to happen, then you've got to have champions and you've got to have relegation. And unfortunately, we've got a big club as Hearts with their stadium and their support that looks like it's got to be relegated. But the argument always goes back to the Partick Thistle with the one game. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel really sorry for them. But for you to come on and say, yeah, you do agree that mm-hmm. Dundee United and Cove and, and Ray should ask for help. I, I agree because they were brought into this. They don't deserve no. to be in a legal yeah. battle. I think you're looking at it as well. I mean, it's 
Dundee United released a statement obviously saying that they've won the league, they deserve promotion, right? Which which I, I, I watched, I've seen Dundee United at Fur Hill, I've seen Dundee United at Tandice this season. Mm-hmm. They, they were rampant, do you know what yeah. I mean? They were absolutely rampant. And for them to know be granted promotion, if it, if it was Thistle and this was happening, I'd be, I'd be raging now. I'd, I'd be absolutely fuming, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, the only other the only other side, they, they're saying they deserve promotion, blah, 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 and all that, right? Which I agree with. The only clubs that I feel sorry for when they're saying that is, I feel sorry for Kelty and Brora, who also had really good seasons and had the opportunity to get themselves into the the kind of professional football league, kind yeah, of taken away from them. It's something that wasn't I, their fault either. I'm going to disagree a little bit with that, um, in the sense that it was different for the the two teams, like Bora and Kelty, because they did play each other. Mm. Then they had to play Mark Wilson's magnificent breaking, which would have been a shooty mm. in anyway. But they still had a lot of games and. If, say for instance, it was Kelty, let's just pick out Barry Ferguson's Kelty. Mm-hmm. If they'd have won and then beat Breakin, then there's only one getting promoted. So, you know, mm-hmm. there was there was never, if it was normal circumstances, there was never two coming up from those leagues, the yeah. Highland League and the Lowland League. Mm-hmm. And there might not even be one coming up. Because Breakin might have won. Because Breakin, yeah. well, mm-hmm. hold on. <laughs> we're, we're clutching at straws now. Um, <laughs> But, you know, they might have had a, a, a few players injured and breaking might have won. But there was, only, there was only an opportunity there in normal circumstances for one of them to come up. I think we can look at the past and, and it's very noble of you saying, look, if we if we were in that position with Dundee United, it would be the same. And of mm-hmm. course you would because every club just now, through this difficult time, are looking after number one and so right. they should. Right, Nathan, go and get that I pizza will, delivered. Oh, <laughs> no, actually, I better Please. go, man. I'm nearly, I'm, I'm nearly finished. Stick it. Better go. Somebody, somebody's needing their dinner. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. That was Nathan and Cumbernauld. If you're waiting on a pizza in Cumbernauld, I promise you, it'll be there shortly. Uh-huh. Um, Graham and Johnson's given us a call tonight as well. Hello, Graham. Hi, panel. How are you doing? Okay. Good. Thank Hi, Graham. You. Good. Um, it's just. Uh, I'm just a wee bit frustrated I'll be honest I'm a Rangers fan Probably one of the most Passionate Rangers fans You'll meet mm-hmm. And All I seem to be hearing Constantly is how You know Celtic's title Doesn't count And this big fuss Big kick up It's constant We're saying that Next season Celtic are gone for nine We need to start Facing the facts Celtic have won the title Celtic have won nine in a row And they're gone for ten um, It's there It's happened It's done It's finished with It's not going to change and you, you hear people work in social media and pay, everywhere you look. Um, that's all you hear third Rangers fans is, you know, nine in a row. It doesn't count. That that doesn't count because it was mathematically still possible that we could have won it, etc. If us as Rangers fans were going for, for 55 titles and the season gets stopped early and we get yeah. awarded the title on the same basis, not one single Rangers fan would turn around and go, no, we don't want that title. We will we'll try for next season. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's this constant. Um, I think it's this time that we, we face facts. Celtic have won the nine. They've got the trophies. After the, the, the Christmas period, we choked. 100% we choked. But in all honesty, if we still played the way we did at the beginning of the season, Celtic would have still won the title. They're, they're miles, miles ahead of Rangers. I would bet my house, my car, maybe even throw my wife in, <laughs> that <laughs> Celtic will win 10 in a row. When it comes to next season, Rangers are nowhere near. I, I'm a, a realistic person. Rangers are nowhere near the level Celtic are at. If we improve our playing squad, Celtic improve their playing squad. You know, so we'll catch Celtic, but they'll get further away. And I, like I said, a, a lot of Rangers fans will probably not agree with us, but 
we need to face facts. It's done. They've, they've won nine in a row, and I'm 90% sure they've got to win 10 in a row as well. We just need to get behind our team, just re- realise what's happened, and get on there. I'm just sick of hearing people come on and, you know, saying things like they've no won nine, it's, you know, it's still eight, next season they're going for nine. Facts are facts. They've won nine in a row. <sighs> That's surprising, Graham. I'm, I'm actually starting to wonder if you're actually a Rangers supporter. Um, the way you're uh, praising Celtic 100%, there. And, 100%. And, and, yeah. And, and not ho- to do with praising Celtic or anything like that. It's yeah. just, I'm an avid Rangers fan, but it's just, just everywhere you go, that's all you seem to hear is how, you yeah. know, it's not been won and stuff like that. And I think we just need to start dealing with the fact that it's over, the season's finished. And start concentrating on next season. Yeah, that's all we can do. And I just hope your wife's not listening, or you'll be in the spare room tonight. Um, no, <laughs> I, t- I totally, I totally agree with you in the fact that you know I look at it the same as you. Uh, Celtic have won the title; it's nine in a row. If Rangers yeah. were top and it was finished, I would say that Rangers have stopped nine in a row. They've won the title. It's as simple as that for me. Uh, it's all about next year. As much as we can look to uh, look. At the past and what's happened in the shambles that have gone uh, with it, I think it's more important now to start looking forward because I think we're in for a terrific season. I know it'll be difficult behind closed doors. It'll be difficult for supporters desperate to go and cheer their team on. Yeah. Um, it'll be difficult for players and staff and everyone concerned to get used to it. But hopefully in the coming months, we will start to get supporters back and I do think we are in for a fantastic season. So rather than look back, I'm very positive. I'm looking forward. Thank you to Graham for his call. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale here with me, Alison Conroy, tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That is different. I've just played him the original. Yeah, and I was here when the original and then we've changed. It. Oh, I love that tune now. That's in my head for tonight. Get it to number one. Get it to number one. Hashtag <laughs> super scoreboard. Number one for Christmas. Oh, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Jink it would be better than Hughes' Christmas song no, last year. No, nothing, will, nothing will ever beat that. I've just uh, received a lovely text from the mushroom there, just wishing me all the best. <laughs> Very for... complimentary after yeah. what you said about Brookian, wasn't he? <laughs> he went tomorrow yes, night. Yes, Richard. Well, I, I kind of think he's got a right to be raging about what you just said. You basically just said Brian had no chance. The truth hurts. I really hate it. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. John is a Hearts fan in Alloa. Hello, John. Hi, Alison. Hello, Hello, Gordon. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, I was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was yourself that was on, Alison. Uh, I feel there's a lot of bad feeling about Hearts and They've sort of lost the sympathy vote here. Now, now this, this could have been avoided. Anne Budge gave them a solution to this. We are 14-team league. And and nobody would have been hurt. I, I feel that no, no one should get hurt because of this COVID. But, but there's a lot of bad feeling because Hearts are, are, are paying it to court and it's costing clubs money. Anne Budge told them what would happen if, if there wasn't a solution as in a 14-team league. And now they're up Martins. Dundee United are begging for money. Dundee United were one of the teams that voted against Dan Budge's uh, resolution, if you like. Uh, it's cost it's hearts a lot of money if they do get relegated because they don't start... For a start, they're in the first division and it doesn't start until October. Uh-huh. So they're losing revenue there. The English League went ahead. Gordon made a statement earlier on 
that uh, Scottish football didn't have the money to test. Well, they've managed to find it now for next season. One thing with that, John, is that the Scottish government haven't even given the go-ahead yeah. yet for football to be played. For so, so as it stands at the right. moment, the, it, we, we wouldn't be playing football whether the season had been decla- declared over or whether there was a plan to play it. But, as it stands at the moment, we can't play football. Yeah, there was a date uh, set, the first one, I think, 10th of June, mm-hmm. round about that. That before. was a bit kind of training. Tra- training to look at that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and th- it was small steps, Alison. So... Unfortunately, we could not complete our season. Now, what I'll say to the caller... I can't, sorry, what's your name again? John. John, John, my apologies. John, you know, I, I totally agree with Anne Budge fighting for hearts. Totally agree with that. But Anne Budge doesn't rule Scottish foot by, football by saying, well, if you don't do 14 reconstruction, you know what's going to happen. I, I'm all for hearts fighting their corner uh, because every club should do the same. But... It went to the vote for the reconstruction. Now, there's a lot of people supporters for it. Even players were coming out, some of them saying, yeah, we would look forward to that because, you know, it'd be different playing against different teams. But the fact of the matter is clubs voted against it and you're picking out Dundee United there. Dundee United weren't the only ones that voted against it. Mm-hmm. Hardly any team voted for it. So it was, all self, it was all self-interest. So as much as you're saying, well, Anne Budge, you know, was saying, I told you what was going to happen. She knows, she, listen, she signed in, she's a member club. She knows the rules and regulations. She's quite entitled to go and fight her corner because that's what heart supporters want. But other clubs are quite entitled to vote the way they see fit for their, 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 their own club. And Dundee United decided to vote against Reconstruction. But they've done nothing wrong apart from canter a championship and deserve to be in the Premiership. It's as simple as that. Oh, they definitely deserve to be in the Premiership. I, I didn't say that they didn't deserve to be mm-hmm. in. There was a solution there. And and all, as far as I'm concerned, all that teams were looking at was, especially the Premier Division, mm-hmm. was uh, Old Firm Gates. That's what they were looking at. A chance of four old, old firm gates or instead yeah. of three. Yeah, but John, your solution was to suit hearts, right? As simple as that, it was to suit hearts, to keep hearts in the league. Now, you're now having a go at other teams about, well, they vote against it because they wanted more, uh, the old firm games and more money and whatever. So it's, is it not self interest in every club? Your own club mm-hmm. hearts? Who are saying, well, you should have voted for the 14 so we could have stayed in the uh, the top league. And other clubs are saying, well, hold on a minute, then there's different prize money being given Every out. Every single club has looked after their own self-interest. And quite rightly so. But I also do agree that Anne Budge has every right to fight her corner mm-hmm. for her club because the heart supporters expect that to happen. But she can't turn around and say, well, hold on a minute, we told you what was going to happen if you didn't vote for hearts. Hearts will need to accept it if they do not. You know, if this uh, the case doesn't go for them, yeah. then they've just got to accept it and go on with them. Because at the end of the day, they're still a member club and they go by the rules. Thank you to John for his call. We've got Andy in St Rocks. Hello, Andy. Hi, Alison. How you doing? How you doing, Gordon? All right? All right, Andy. Gordon, I know you can't see it, but... What? What? We Mark's team would have got pummeled, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we would have with the hammer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I, I, He's I, in I the kitchen I, listening to new... Honestly, don't know. He's here tomorrow night, Mark. You can defend yourself tomorrow night. 
He's chopping up the onions. Sorry, man, you're, watch, you're, watch a, you're, a, you're a legend, but you'd have got pumped up, Kelly, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, listen, it's just, I, I hear everybody talking about what should have happened and what could have happened. Yeah. And he, but listen, the, the, the ask I've got to you, Alison, Andy, you, Gordon, Alison, as a journalist, uh-huh. does anybody know if the SPFL have announced any changes to the constitutions and articles or anything like that to say that from season going forward, if a season finishes early, X will happen. I've not heard anybody saying anything because the worst, very worst case scenario, we start back football in August, we get to March and God forbid a second wave comes in, the football has to get cancelled again. Should we have something in our constitution to say, that, for example, 75% of the teams need to have played 75% of the games and they'll get called? I've not heard anybody saying anything about it at all. Maybe you used to know differently. Well, rules can't be changed until an AGM mm. and the SPFL AGM hasn't been yet. So if there right, is okay. going to be a well, rule change... That maybe there. I've not hopefully heard somebody, anything about that. But somebody to be foresighted to put on because I've been involved with football before. And so you go to an, you go to an AGM, and if the papers are not on the table for the meeting, they're not <laughs> they're not allowed to speak about it. It's a bit mad. But, but I so are they not I, looking? Just, are they not looking just now that so they're trying to change it? That if anything ever happened again, that the board would make the decision rather than give the vote mm-hmm. to the clubs to stop. If the, see then, to stop what happened. Yeah. We live in the west of Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. You leave it aboard the very five or six people. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> people moan because a certain board member's attached to a certain club. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you write in just now, uh, again, the example I gave, that need to be scrutinised, I suppose. Something like, if 75% of the teams have played 75% of the games, it goes to average points. Then nobody doing the line at any given time, and hopefully we don't face this circumstance again, but nobody at any given time can argue about it I do, I do agree. I think it's something that Neil Doncaster will need to really address because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't. But we don't want the, the scenario and the shambles that happened uh, in March um, and April May. So I just think that, um, you know, they've got to look at that and come up with a solution. As I said earlier, I think they're, they're trying to look at a solution maybe that to take it away from the clubs and the, the board vote for it. But you're right. Can you imagine, I think Peter Lowell's talking about going on the board, if you can imagine, you know, Celtic going for 10 in a row and he's on the board and the board make the vote, then we'll be here till 10, 12 yeah. o'clock at night, vice versa. It just It's just the way Scottish football is. But I think they will have to come up with a solution just to safeguard themselves that, God forbid, anything yep. less happens again. Thank you to Andy for his call. A couple of things happening today. Sam Cosgrove, Aberdeen accepted a bid of... Just over £2 million for the striker from a French club. He's rejected that move. Aberdeen will be gutted. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised it's not more? No. Or are you looking at Aberdeen? They've spoken about their financial difficulties. Dave Cormack says he'll update fans next week, but he's pointed out having the Rangers game behind closed doors mm. is a loss of about 400000 I think I think £2 million for uh, Cosgrove would be a fantastic offer for mm-hmm. Aberdeen. Um, I'm surprised at that. Uh, to be honest with you but you know you don't know how clubs value players what they look at what they're they're wanting uh, they obviously see uh, good potential in him he, he has a decent player two million quid I think that Derek McInnes doesn't want to lose his best players but financially two million quid mm-hmm. for Aberdeen just now I think that would have been a great deal uh, but obviously Sam Cosgrove doesn't think so and uh, he's staying where he is Airdrie today have announced that they have um, oh, scrapped is... their academy 
yeah. and reserves for for next season initially. And it's probably a sign of what a few clubs are going to have to do to get through this current yeah, situation. I, f- I feel young. I feel sorry for the younger generation, mm-hmm. Alison. They're getting punished as well. The fact that clubs can't really afford to run academies. You look at Hibs as well. The cutbacks there and. You know, having to put everything in hold for these young players that all they want to do is go out there and express themselves and play football, enjoy playing football, try and team to get into the first team and become a real professional footballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just now, clubs are just concentrating on one thing, and that's the first team, that's the priority, and I totally understand that. So it is difficult times for some of the clubs. A bit of good news for Morton. Um, they are on course to be community owned by next summer. Morton Club Together has reached an agreement with the current owners, Golden, Golden Casket, to take over the majority shareholding. The club will be sold to them for a nominal sum. Golden Casket will write off the club's debt, but they'll retain the ownership of Capilo to rent back to Morton. Yeah, good news. Uh, positive news, and I'm sure Morton fans will be absolutely delighted. Plan to move forward, and it's... Uh, common thing coming now in, in, in yeah. the football you know supporters uh, so no good news for Morton and I wish them all the very best in adventure that is about it for tonight thank you to all your call, for all your calls thank you to you for listening thank you to Gordon as well Mark Wilson will be here tomorrow <laughs> night to, def- <laughs> to defend himself I'll be back as well with Mark and Callum Gallagher is up next